We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live to welcome to the rg dfs tournament takes podcast i just got i couldn't believe i saw a snowman just run across here but it was it's noto looking all festive uh week 16 edition tournament takes podcast what's up fellas merry christmas happy holidays uh happy seven fishes bobby i, I know it's a big 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 uh big holiday for you and your family uh it's exciting christmas is the best uh, it's all about the kids all three of us have kids so uh yeah, what's going on? How we doing? Noto. Yeah, doing so good. Skipping got the, my skip, skipping the intros this week. I don't have to tell your tweet. Your got my uh, DraftKings ugly sweater, uh circa 2021, I think. Uh got my house all festive as you can see. It's real. Um yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh enjoy your Saturday slate, Sunday slate, Monday slate. It's awesome from a DFS perspective, man. This content, um, it's been a grind the last few days. Uh how are you guys doing? Grind City NBA well. is the worst. For yeah, just checking Meansy's message. Means he just sent me a message. Uh, but um, yeah, no, for me it's it's been good. Excited for uh, Christmas Eve, my favorite holiday of the year. Sorry to cut you off, Kirkwood. No, um, I cut you off. Oh, did you? Yeah, I know. I was doing two things at once. I wasn't. I was half paying attention. But yeah, I need to get. I still have to get some gifts. Maybe before I go home, which is probably I do it late. So, yeah, we're cutting it close here. I would say. So I, I got lucky on the gift front because my parents. We had a pre-Christmas last week because my parents go to my sister's house, and so the, all of us go there who aren't going. And uh, they got me a PS5 for Christmas. 
So then my girl, what she wants for Christmas, she, she wants the, she wanted the virtual reality for the PS five. So I was like, it's so sweet. You know, I ordered that immediately. So uh, it's kind of like a gift for me as, as well as a gift for her. So excited about that no bag no purse no jewelry no nothing i didn't have to deal with any of that stuff should i get a playstation ever all my friends play i don't really play that much but i feel like i buy every video game system and i never use them um interesting that it's because it's the kid in me i was like such a gamer that i feel like i have to have it and i like i get all excited when they're getting released uh like i've had an xbox i had the new xbox for like two years or whatever when i can't i i rarely ever even dust it off and play it is playstation 5 a new system a couple years ago interesting yeah uh, a year ago it was like the hardest gift to get like last year or the year before was it i don't know i might yeah i might end up getting something i need to get a system just to keep myself busy during the day i'm not doing yeah, the problem stuff. is we gamble on sports 24 hours a day so it's like you we never really have time like sports never quits you know what i mean no exactly 100 percent. yeah that's why i feel like i'd never use it um what'd you get the little man noto yeah he's getting some switch games some new tablet some pokemon stuff uh, he just likes a little bit of everything, so he's uh, he's tough to shop for. But that is one thing I miss about being married is just having her buy all the presents for my family and sisters and nephews and nieces. Doing it by yourself, man, it's a uh, it's a grind too. So I'm over here struggling, but uh, yeah, two days till Christmas. Um, and, and video games, I I think I bought a PS4 a few years ago. Maybe played it once. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like the idea it just brings you back to like being a kid, and then it's like okay. See, I'll play with my little man. We'll play like Mario and stuff on the Switch. That's a lot of fun, but um, don't really play yeah. just solo. I, I want the new Mario Wonder game, whatever. For the yeah, that's the, a good one. Yeah, because it's like yeah. the old school gameplay, right? Like the straight. Yeah, across you can turn of. in, turn into like different animals and stuff. Nice, nice. Well, hopefully, uh, you guys can buy all these systems with the money that we make off of these slates. So, what do we got here? We've got we got a nice two-game appetizer tonight, which we're not going to talk about. Then we've got a uh, we've got a, a nice nine-gamer that the main slate we will talk about. Then we got three games on Christmas Day and a NBA slate. NBA usually reigns supreme, but now the NFL is in our lives, so I'm expecting a lot of action uh, over these next couple of days. So let's uh, this slate is going to be very pivotal. So let's uh, let's nail this slate. And this slate is kind of weird already, right? Like so, just like going through it, and uh, there's not much at the quarterback. There's like one quarterback I like. Everyone else, it's like you're just trying to like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, it's, we don't have really many of the big names. We've got Dak, we've got Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, I guess, then Kyler Murray from like a big name perspective, and then we're going to be talking about Nick Mullins, chalk. Uh, things like that. Tyler Heineke, uh, Bobby, Bobby Betts is probably going to be on Gardner Minshew. Maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe Noto oh, will be too. Did, uh, did you hit your bet last week? No, I did not. We're, we, we're not on the path of Alex Caruso at this point. So we will not have 200 K followers on Twitter. We're three and one. Oh yeah. I saw who is that guy. Is I have no 200 K followers. <laughs> He's just in my feed. He's if, fading uh, and beating. Heavy on Embiid, too. I was happy time, about that. Time for us to get more followers. The only time I'm, I pick up followers now is when I do uh, 
fake DK uh, crown tweets send them out and everyone believes it thinks thinks I won. So congrats on the uh, vacation. Yeah, just just picked up I picked up five hundred thousand every week crown. Then I got the five million. <laughs> then I rolled that into the uh, the vacation. <laughs> it's really been just like a test to like see how long can people actually believe this for. Um, anyways, all right, let's talk about this slate. So big picture overview. Uh, how's it looking to you, Noto? I mean, Rashad White's the most expensive running back on the slate. Uh, so that kind of tells you what we're looking at this week. Uh, a lot of the good running backs, a lot of the good quarterbacks, like you mentioned, aren't going to be on the slate. Not a lot of games that I necessarily love. You know, we have one with a 50 and a half point total. Everything else is in the 30s and 40s. Um, but yeah, I think there's some games we can stack, uh, some pass heavy games at least. On the injury front, looks like we're still waiting on Lawrence. Uh, he did practice, but he hasn't cleared concussion protocol. Um, also waiting on Will Levis. Not that we're going to be playing him um, or Tannehill, but uh, he's questionable. Then at the running back position, Madison's probably the big one there. Um, Ty Chandler looks like he's going to be pretty chalky um, if Madison's out. If he's if he's active, he probably becomes more interesting for me. Uh, Chandler, that is. And then Tyree Kill is questionable. Uh, Nico Collins is questionable. Jaden Reed is questionable. So definitely have some injuries to monitor um, over the next 24 hours. Uh, I think Don, is Wicks still questionable too? I didn't scroll that far down. Yeah, Wicks is questionable. Watson's That's doubtful. So, yeah, just that Green Bay situation is interesting. If Reed is out, then Wicks obviously becomes massive chalk at 4,300. But if he's out, then what happens? Uh, they got that, uh, can't remember his name, but yeah. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Bobby, how's it looking to you? Busy time. Yeah, man. Salute to you. You guys, you guys have, uh, con- actually we all have content to do on Christmas day. So I know we're all looking forward to that, the three of us, but, uh, it's a grind. You know, we've got a lot to fit in these next few days. Sorry, yeah, Bobby. Uh, the two dome games, Detroit, Minnesota, Indy, Atlanta. I think I'll be looking at those games for the majority of my exposure. The slate isn't the greatest, right? Dallas, Miami will be a good game later on in the slate, but Tyreek's up in the air, so that news is going to be important. Um, Chicago, Arizona is another game I think I'd like to target a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty much. those are pretty much the games that I have like the most interest in. I guess you could make a case for – some of these Cleveland guys, I don't know if you guys are interested in playing Joe Flacco this week, but he should be throwing the ball a good bit. And obviously quarterbacks, a train wreck. So yeah, I'm ready to talk the slate with you guys. I've been throwing in Wong's left and right. I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you, I got, I got a big, big position on the Steelers today with the, the Wong points. So they, they oh, wow. I got them tied. I got them tied to like everybody. So they better, they better come through for us. But uh, all right, like you guys were mentioning, so from a total perspective, we've got the the highest total is Dallas Miami, uh, close competitive game, two uh, good actual teams uh, with uh, real playoff implications in this game and a forty nine and a half point total. Uh, the next is Detroit Lions at Minnesota with a forty seven point total, then uh, Indy at Atlanta with a forty five and a half point total. And then uh, we start getting down to Arizona at Chicago, 43-point total, Jacksonville at Tampa, 42. So, really, there's only two games, 47 or above, from a total standpoint. Um, Blitz most plays has Indy 
and Atlanta leading the way, Cleveland, Houston, Dallas, Miami, and Detroit, Minnesota. So uh, then you go over to Thorman's uh, snaps and pace, Dallas, Miami, Indy, Atlanta, Cleveland, Houston, Jacksonville, Tampa, and Detroit, Minnesota. So those are the those are the key spots. So really there's and they're they're pretty much in agreement there. Um Cardi didn't have uh Jackson Tampa Tampa Bay with uh, that many plays, but uh we certainly know both teams are very susceptible in their uh pass defense. So this game could could be a shootout, sneaky shootout. Uh would be a much sneakier shootout on any other slate, but um, because uh, people are going to recognize it on this one with not not that many uh, good games here. But let's uh, do what we always do, start at the running back position, head over to quarterback, align that with our wide receivers for our stacks, talk about some tight ends. Bobby Ornoto is going to give their uh, defensive takes. I don't know I don't know what, how Bobby's feeling this week, but he does look kind of energized, so I think he might, might have some Ds up his sleeve. And then uh, – We'll, uh, we'll get on out of here with our favorite stacks. Maybe we'll throw some long teasers. And I don't know. Let's get a little crazy. All right. Running back position. Ty Chandler looked absolutely electric in uh, his first real lead back situation guy. 23 carries, 132 yards, one touchdown, four targets, three receptions. Looked great in all areas, looked explosive, looked uh, everything that we wanted Madison to be all season. He was it. So I don't see them going back, you know, and there's also the chance that Madison is going to be out ag again this week. But even if he's in, I think Ty Chandler has earned the, the lead back role, but we'll we'll see and I'll hear your guys' thoughts on that. Uh, but he's going to probably be the, the chalkiest. Brees Hall, uh, who I played last week, unfortunately, to my demise, uh, got a nice 2.8 fantasy points uh, in, a, in a matchup where I thought they were going to just lean on him. To, and I thought that I thought the Jets would be a lot more competitive with Miami. I thought their D would be better, but they weren't. Anyways, they're playing Washington this week, and Brees Hall does do well. Every every game that he has a big game is a game that they're kind of front running, right? So he had a big game against Houston when it was they just kind of handled the, you know, was up all game. They won 30 to six, get a big game um, against uh, Philly and Denver, which they uh, all wins against the Giants and a win. So in a game that they're projected to win, he seems to do pretty well. Uh, and uh, this is a game against Washington that they are definitely projected to win. Uh, Rashad White, the most expensive running back on the slate, has actually earned it has a sick floor. I mean, if you just look back at all his games, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, last nine games, it's just a beautiful looking uh, box score. You know, 15 is like the low fantasy points and up to around 28 and uh, gets a, a, a good matchup against Jacksonville. Um, Bijan's in play. Devin Singletary's in play. Chuba's in play. Jonathan Taylor's back in our lives. Uh, and Moss may be out again. Um, I like uh, Taylor a lot this week against Atlanta. Aaron Jones. Uh, Kenneth Walker looked like a beast. Um, I know he's questionable, uh, but I think he's going to play. But anyway, that's those are the guys. And we're also 
might get some uh, cheaper plays like Antonio Gibson again because Brian Robinson is out. Uh, Derek Henry killed me last week, but uh, where are you going, Noto? What looks good to you? Yeah, I love Rashad White um, at the very top. So Jacksonville, pretty tough against the run, but they've allowed the third most uh, receiving yards to running backs this year. So I think it's going to be a good spot for him, like you mentioned, really high floor. He always seems to get it done, whether it's on the ground or through the air or through scoring touchdowns. Uh, and then I like Chuba Hubbard. So the Panthers, they, you know, most teams don't have anything to play for at this point of the season if they're not in playoff contention. But the Panthers, worst case scenario for them would be getting the worst record because they don't have their first round draft pick. So they're going to do everything they can to win uh, a game or two here in the next three weeks. And Chuba's touch count, 24, 24, and 25 the last three weeks. Green Bay, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. He's only 5,300, something like that, 5,700. So I think he's probably a nice uh, pivot off of Chandler. I don't know what I'm going to do with Chandler. I mean, Detroit, top five run defense, number one, fantasy points allowed to running backs. And I've fallen for so many chalky running backs in bad matchups. Uh, I think I played Zach Moss three times in a row, and he failed. I played Zeke last week in a tough matchup. He failed. So I don't know what I'm going to do with Chandler. Are you you guys playing him? I really like the Chuba Hubbard call for a hundred more as a pivot and a third of the ownership off Chandler. Like that's, and especially versus Green Bay, like you gave all the stats. I think Hubbard is a very, very good pivot off of Chandler. I wouldn't fully fade Chandler, but in 150, I think, and maybe in single entry, you could um, and get to Hubbard. I don't know. I, 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 for one thing, think there's just the way running backs kind of set up in terms of pricing. Like we have Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's at 7,200. You mentioned Rashad White. He's at 74. Devin A-Chain, who's getting no ownership. I think this is the A-Chain, A-Chain week, 7,100. I think he's someone that I – we you mentioned, like, playing Zach Moss. Now you're getting Taylor for 2K more, um, just, um, just as much of ownership. Like, I'd rather – like, these two chalk running backs, I could see myself getting away from him, kind of playing these in-between guys, A-Chain, Hubbard. I like Bijan regardless. Um, a guy Kirk, he was on last week, Aaron Jones at 12%. Um, Kirk was like ahead of it on Aaron. Aaron Jones might be my favorite running back on the slate just in general. Just going to um, tell you a little secret. I say Aaron Jones every week, so I'm going to be like – I'm going to be ahead of it sometimes and, and behind it. Uh, yeah, this like, is a good spot, though. That's a good spot. It's a good spot, and he got 18 touches. Like All he's at 6,400 right above Bijan. Um yeah, and Carolina Carolina's been better against the run of late. So I don't know if you want the pivot there. I guess that's viable. Um, I think I'm gonna be under on a lot of these chalkier running backs and getting to some of these guys that are priced right around them, a la Aaron Jones, Devin A. Chain, Chuba Hubbard, um, and larger field stuff for sure. Yeah, some food for thought with uh, with Ty Chandler. As you know, if you look at Noto's first first look that he gives all the stats out for, you know, you will see very clearly that uh, Detroit is very good against the run and bad against the pass. They're fourth in rushing DVOA. They're first in running back DVP. They allow the least fantasy points per game to running back backfields at only sixteen point eight DK points per game. So. This is a situation where this, you know, 
you're you're betting on volume, but it's also there's some question marks there with Madison, right? We don't truly know what kind of a split they're going to get if he does play, and then you're in the absolute worst matchup, and he's chalk. So this this kind of sets up to be a a good fade, I would think. Um, so I, I and you guys know me, I love Chuba. I, I just think he's good. So um, and great matchup for him. So I, I definitely like that pivot there. What are your guys' thoughts on Singletary? I don't know. I just don't trust that offense. Uh, Cleveland, very good run defense as well. And I mean, I know he's kind of taken back over the RB1 role, but two weeks ago it was Pierce. So I don't really know if we can count on him being the, the true feature back. But yeah, Bobby, do you have any stronger takes? He's getting more targets than he was with Stroud. So I think that's like a plus to him. I think I'm probably higher on him than you are at 5'5. Five, five. Like, I, I think I could definitely play him in this. Well, yeah. I don't know. If you're trying to get away from um, Chandler, I would prefer Chuba, but I think he's a close, he's a, he's a closer second than I think, I think what's he's kind of currently being, being, um, well, he's getting he's getting fifteen percent ownership, so it's actually showing him as the second, um, him as the direct pivot. Where I think it would be Chuba. I don't know. I prefer Chuba to Singletary if I had to choose in a vacuum. You know who's in a good matchup? Derrick Henry, sixteen carries for nine yards last week. Do you think uh, Chop could have done better than 0.5 yards per carry last week? You know, interesting. Um... I think Chop could have could have gone neck and neck with Henry last week. Actually, would have provided some nice salary discount in that situation. I played some Henry, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it was uh, quite depressing. Nice. But there was a there was the chalk on the college football slate. What was it? Or last week that he literally got zero yards on twenty one carries or something like that. Did you see that? No. It was the most expensive running back on the college football slate. He had a bunch of negative, uh, negative carries because we were like twenty-one carries, zero rush. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. He Tony Snelled as a running back in NFL. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, all right, Aaron Jones, I like great matchup. Kenneth Walker looked really good. I don't, you know, Tennessee. Yeah, run and I get that whole the whole uh, they're good against the run, easy against the pass, but so is Philadelphia. And you know Pete Carroll loves to just—he loves two things in life. He loves to chomp on some gum and give running back carries, right? Like that's that's Except Pete Carroll on the Super in the Super Bowl on the one yard line, long yeah. time ago. I think that's what's learned his lesson. That was, yeah. That's that's why he's so uh, pro run at all times now. Yeah, um, great memory that was actually. But uh, I was on the one yard line out in Arizona that year. Could Chop Chop have run that in? Yes, yes, he could have. For sure, for sure. They were letting Um, there. I feel like they were going to let him score if they decided to run it. I mean, yeah, that was that was it was the game was over. It was crazy. Um, All right, what about uh, in the big Miami Dallas game? If either of these teams turn to the run with uh, a chain, uh, Mostert, or Pollard. I mean, big total, competitive yeah. game. I mean, we saw, you know, Buffalo run all over Dallas last week. Kind of gave a blueprint for Miami and what to do here. So, yeah, I like the HN call. Um, Bobby brought him up. I think he's probably my 
preferred of those three. But, man, Pollard is eventually going to have a good game, I think. I just wish he was cheaper. He's not priced down at all. Yeah, I think we look pretty good on our James Cook, all of us agreeing that he was, you know, much better than people thought a few weeks ago, I think. That that's coming to fruition, man. Uh, and you guys, I hit the bill. I got some bills futures at thirty to one. Pollard is running harder for what it's worth from from the eye test. I think. Yeah, yeah. I've got Are bills you guys, uh, to make the playoffs, to win the division, and yeah. to win the AFC. So let's go. Looking good right now. Um, did we talk about Bijan? Did I miss miss your guys' thoughts on it? Bobby brought him up. I like him too. Just Arthur Smith, man. I think Bijan had what seven carries last week. Crazy. So frustrating. And now he just he just got fine. Arthur Smith just got the fine for back when they didn't uh, reveal oh, his did illness. Yeah. I think they're better with Heineke though, so I think that helps Bijan a little bit. The league. Uh, bad take. I don't really know. I, I mean, how good? I don't know. I'll hope this week that they aren't. I'm not a big Heineke guy, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I certainly need uh, the Colts on the – I got a lot of Wongs with the Colts. So uh, I need the Colts. I also bet the Colts too anyway already. Mine hasn't really moved at all either way. Um, Yeah, they they find uh, already uh, 25K – and uh, the team 75K for not listing uh, Robinson on the, that week's injury when everyone was mad. But they, he got like tiny bit of fourth quarter run, I think it was, or something. Yeah, he got he one got carry. One, one carry, yeah. 0.3 fantasy points against Tampa. He was chalked for sure. He was chalked that week. Um, all right. Let's move it on over to QB. This is where the this is what's going to shape your lineups, right? Like, Personally, me, I'm just calling it. I'm playing smaller field, high dollar stuff on DraftKings, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna play Justin Fields. I know he's gonna get steamed and even be even higher than I'm expecting. You know, I'm looking at like 20% ownership across uh, the industry. I think in the smaller high dollar stuff, it'll be more than that. Nick Mullins is gonna be the next chalkiest guy, or might be the fully most chalky guy. I don't know. Um, his game looked a little better with overtime. I don't, you know, he's got elite weapons and it's a good spot for, like we've talked about, it's a tough spot to run on Detroit, but it's very, they're very susceptible to the pass. And, he, you know, that's the thing is he's got Addison, Justin Jefferson, uh, and uh, he's got uh, Hawkinson. So, He's got elite weapons to use, but I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on how you're approaching them. I I, I don't know what I'm doing at this point. I kind of like Geno Smith better in a you know big game against Tennessee for the Seattle, but you know we did talk about that. Pete Carroll loves to just run, 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 and Geno is banged up, but he is off the injury report this week, so all systems go even after that crazy. Uh, reporting going on for the for last week's game about whether he was going to play or not and then uh bobby likes joey flacco and i get it because the guy is you know 44 45 and 44 passing attempts when since he's taken over so the guy is chucking it and uh against jacksonville that should be a competitive uh i mean uh, against uh sorry against uh houston 
without Stroud. So he Flacco is the best quarterback in that game. And then uh, there's Baker Mayfield, there's Gardner, there's Murray. It's just gross, right? Like maybe Trevor Lawrence, but he's injured and we didn't, he's coming off the concussion. He, I think he'll get, get through protocol, but we have to wait and see. But all indications seems like he's going to be playing. The line has moved towards Jacksonville. Uh, it seems like Dak is going to be uh, lower owned at 7,900. And that's just a because of pricing. It's just harder to fit him in, especially. And then you want to fit CeeDee Lamb and then you got, you know, if you really want to do it, you want to try to get Tyreek as a run back, and then uh, your lineup is absolute crap from there on. But maybe that's a viable way this week. I don't know. Noto, give me some clarity. Yeah, with you, uh, just playing a bunch of Justin Fields. I don't care if he's going to be popular. All these quarterbacks are terrible. Um, I'll play some Justin Jefferson, but I don't want to play Chalky Nick Mullins. Uh, Heineke's up there, uh, Gino dealing with that groin injury. I don't trust that. Um, so yeah, for me, I'm just going to be way overweight on fields. I know he's going to be really popular in small field stuff, but, uh, I don't mind that. I can get different elsewhere by Faden Chandler and some of the other chalky plays at other positions, but I do like Flacco. You mentioned the 44, 44 and 45 passing attempts. Uh, I really like that. The spot kind of, um, sets up well for the passing game too. We don't have to worry about weather in that one with it being indoors in Houston. So it's all fields and all Flacco for me at quarterback. I've got one more, Trevor Lawrence. Just because it's a, it's a condensed target share, you know, with the, with the injuries, with the people out. So it's like just easy to, to build your stack with uh, Ingram or uh, um, Calvin Ridley. And then you could, you know, you can get down if uh, Zay Jones is out again. What is it? What's his name? Parker or uh, yeah, Parker Washington. Washington, yeah, thirty-eight hundred. That could provide some salary relief. You could run it back with uh, Rashad White or going into the passing game. But we know it, the answer is not to run on Tampa. The answer is to pass on Tampa. And uh, it seems like he's Lawrence on a week where he's going to be unowned, and really, there's no really good options besides Justin Fields. Seems like a pretty good tournament play to me. But, uh, Bobby, what are you thinking? Yeah, so definitely going to be over on fields and smaller field stuff. I think we all have the same take there. Nick Mullins, like there's a case if he's going to be popular in larger field stuff, that's just a complete X to me. Uh, I would play Flacco. I think Trevor Simeon's in play versus Washington. I know that sounds terrible and gross, but it's the type of slate that it is uh, for larger field stuff. So I think you can make a case for him. Uh, don't mind Garrett Wilson there as well. Um, like that stack in general, no one's going to play it. Very good matchup. Uh, if Simeon is right, he's had a full week of practice. I think he'll be fine. I also think he's probably the best Jets quarterback. Uh, and he's been fine before. Like we've seen him in New Orleans last year. He was serviceable. Um, so don't hate that at 4,700 in the context of the slate. Geno Smith, I like him versus Tennessee. Tennessee cannot cover anyone. Uh, I don't think Seattle will have to run as much. Um, it, it would be kind of foolish for them to run here. So like the weapons, Lockett, Metcalf with Geno. I think it makes for um, a good stack there. Joe Flacco, for all the reasons that Kirk gave, he's just throwing the ball at a very high clip. He's 5'5", 200 more than Mullins. Like easy, easy to just play Flacco over Mullins in that scenario. I like the Colin Lawrence. We have the upside versus the Tampa run Tampa pass funnel. 
Lawrence really, to me, doesn't have much of a ceiling, but on this lady does. Like, there's not a ton of quarterbacks that I think can really compete with him. So, if he's going to get, um, if he's going to be someone that isn't going to be played, then yeah, I have no issue playing Lawrence. Uh, and yeah, that would round up my quarterback pool. I think Heineke is in play. Like, the the weapon, they they seem to have more of a willingness to pass in Atlanta. Um. And like Drake London has shown a lot better home splits. I know it's with Ritter, um, but yeah, I don't know. In larger field stuff, I think Heineke London's fine if you come in with that as a stack. So yeah, that's pretty much quarterback. Yep, Drake the Snake looking good again. Uh, he's going to be chalk at uh, wide receiver. Yeah, it's gross. On where I, I think I'm selling myself on Lawrence and just like hope he – I mean, he looked pretty – he looked fine to me last week. And uh, the concussion is just, you know, he should be fine there too if he can, if he completes protocol. How does that dude never uh, miss a game? Jesus. He's a, he's a big – he's a big Jesus guy. So, uh, hey, you know, maybe he's got someone looking out for him up there. Um, Maybe I need to start praying. I guess. Yeah, I think we all we all all three of us probably should. You know, Bobby, you pray. Bobby's a big big pray guy. I'm a prayer, prayer guy. guy. I'm a prayer guy. I'm a Jesus guy. Yep, Catholic schoolboy. So, you know, I'm the fish. Um. All right. Wide receiver. Justin Jefferson has a reduced price because he hasn't had Kirk Cousins. Did have 10 targets, seven receptions, 84 against uh, Cincy. Last week, he is going to be chalky on pretty much all sites. Garrett Wilson looks like he's getting some love. I like that just because of the price range, that mid-tier upside against uh, Washington's past D. Uh, if anyone's going off, it's probably him. DJ Moore is finally is priced up now, so it's more interesting. But 6900 I mean, he's earned it. Are you looking at targets? You know, since week 10, he's had at least eight in every game. He's had some big games with fields here. Um, they're they're locked in, a good connection. I like this matchup against Arizona. So I'm I'm on board there. CeeDee Lamb is, you know, it's just interesting. I'm going to go back and try to, like, make more, like, higher-end Dak CD and higher end uh, two to Tyreek stacks and see what I can come up with because they just seem under owned for the, the the slate that we have this week because it's tough to play them. So figuring out a, a potential way to get these guys probably makes a lot of sense because the, the cheaper guys that are going to be chalky are Jonathan Mingo again, who's just bad at football. Um, Drake London, who I he has a bad quarterback, but uh, I think he's, I would rather play Drake over Mingo, even at the price increase of 1500 more for sure. Calvin Ridley is super inexpensive for a wide receiver one against Tampa Bay. He looks like a lock to me personally. Like this, I'm liking this Lawrence Calvin Ridley and probably Evan Ingram double stack more and more every time I'm looking at it. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be uh, a lot less owned than Justin Jefferson for around the same price um, in, a, in, a, in a good dome game. And then uh, we're going to have guys like like Lockett, like DK Metcalf, um, Jackson Smith, uh, J- JSN, um, who uh, I'll, I'll play. I don't know. 
and like then the guys like that are going really under owned, I think, are like Mike Evans. Tyreek is going to be very on uh, very low owned because he's 9,600 coming off of the injury scare and uh, just hard to make lineups work with him. But uh, I don't know. Noto, what do you like? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of the guys that I'm on. Love Jefferson. Uh, Detroit's biggest weakness is giving up big plays in the passing game. Uh, I like Calvin Ridley, as you mentioned. No Kirk, likely no Zay Jones. Pass funnel matchup there against the Buccaneers. Uh, I think it's a really good spot for Amari Cooper at lower ownership. Uh, we've seen David Ajoku kind of go nuts the last couple weeks, but uh, the targets have been there for Amari. DJ Moore, he's an easy click if you're playing fields. Um, but if you are playing that stack, I would definitely look to differentiate your lineup elsewhere. Uh, I think everybody that plays fields is probably going to be clicking on uh, Moore as well. So just keep that in mind when you're building that stack. Uh, Garrett Wilson's in a great spot. Love him. Washington, by far the worst pass defense in the NFL. And then I'll play some Juan Ross St. Brown. I kind of like building skinny stacks with him and Jefferson as a way to get a little different. Um, at the receiver position. Uh, you brought up London. I think he's uh, in a pretty good spot as well. Um, yeah, well, I'll throw it over to Bobby. Yeah, Kirk, I like the Ridley call at 6'3". Um, I wonder if he does get steamed up, but he probably I, – I don't think he will. Um, another play like is Jordan Addison at 6K. Like, same thing as we saw last week. Everyone kind of forced Jefferson, and Addison was the guy you needed, so I don't mind him. Michael Pittman's been very good at 7-4. He's going to see some low ownership. Are we going to get Tyreek low on at 9-6? Like, I feel like we yes. will. Yes. And we, I feel like that's something you have to get over, especially in larger field stuff. Um, the guy I don't think. Maybe the yards the need to average, sorry, to break the 2K. I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't been paying attention. I know he's chasing it, but I don't know what he needs exactly. Um, I still like him. Like, I feel like he'll play. I feel like he could have played last week. Like there was a report that he was dancing on the sidelines and stuff like that. So I feel like he's right, more he's, in play. He's the average 152 to get there. So I like it. Yeah. If he's going to be low on, just get double that. Metcalf, I think, versus Tennessee is a very strong play. Um, DJ Moore, I like I, him and Fields. He's obviously the first read target. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind him. The one I want to get away from is Jefferson. Like, I don't know. Jefferson's a great play and all, but there's guys that I don't know if in that range that can necessarily beat him, but I, I wouldn't mind paying down to like a DJ Moore, a Cooper, a Mike Evans to try to be different and not play Chalky Jefferson because we just – can we trust Nick Mullins? Like, that's what I'm worried about. So that's that's the thing, right? So we're, we've talked about this game. We want to fade Chandler, right? Yeah, we want to be on the underweight side of Chandler at least. We want to fade Jefferson, and we want to fade Mullins. So what? I mean, I guess bet, we're gonna to have to play Jordan Addison. We're gonna bet the Lions. So we're gonna Jordan Addison and Hogginson. Yeah, I, yeah. But the one thing about that is, like, I think Jefferson's target share dramatically reduces Hawkinson's. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know. There's no. The, the Minnesota chalk, it seems like it's a little bit shaky. I would just say that. Um, C.D. Lamb, 9-2, phenomenal play. Let me down last week versus the Bills, but I don't mind going right back. Yeah, we're, we're hitting on everyone, so I'm just talking about from, like, a GTO perspective where we could go. I, I got smashed on I, – I got wrecked on Yahoo last week. I, I did the fancy play of uh, 
So I, I won the week before with Rashi Rice ahead of everybody. And then uh, I decided to fade him last week and go up a little bit for DeAndre Hopkins. And that did not work. <laughs> Crash and fail. I think in that scenario, you just stay on because you were already there the, lot, the week before, you know? So. Yeah, I tried to get I tried to get away then. You know what I mean? I tried, I tried, yeah, I, I tried I get to get it first. Yeah. Um, it's fancy and, play syndrome. I, I do it too much. Any punts you guys like this week, wide receiver? Uh, let's see I've, here. I've got one. Let's hear it. Jameson Williams, 3,700. Uh, Minnesota allowed the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers, and he's kind of taken over his wide receiver two role. Um, he's playing more snaps, running more routes than Reynolds, so I think he's uh, interesting. I think that's the best one, to be perfectly honest. Like, they play a ton of cover zero, so just benefits a burner. Um, yeah, I like the I like the Williams call. I think you'd I think he'd probably be my favorite. Parker Washington's there three eight if Zay sits. What about Michael Wilson without Marquise? I like him too, but I think I like Williams better. Dorch is probably gonna be out too. Is that right? Let's see. Yeah, questionable return to practice on a limited basis on Friday. So Okay. So questionable. Uh, I like JSN is for my favorite, like cheaper guy, but I'm sure that everyone else is probably going to like him as well. I just think he's really good at football and has a big, big upside. I've been talking about him probably since the first couple of weeks of the, the podcast when he was doing absolutely nothing, but like, he's definitely breaking out has the momentum after that big uh, catch in the last one. And he's up to like an 18% target share now. So he's my favorite Semi-cheap guy. I know everyone's going to go to Wicks uh, if he plays, uh, especially if uh, Jaden Reed is out. If Jaden Reed is out, do we just is he a lock? Do we just have to play Wicks? I'm just going to jam more Jones. I, and also their tight end, Kraft or whatever. Uh, uh, Musgrave is out. I don't think Kraft is injured. Yeah, Kraft's fine. Yeah, Musgrave. No, I'm saying I, I like Kraft. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I told everyone to play him over uh, Chig last week. Chig still hasn't gotten double-digit fantasy points this year. Yeah, why is Chig chalk every week? He's he is he is terrible. I I can't play him. Um, three one. Yeah, I know he's going to be chalk again. He's going to be over ten percent. Um, yeah, just give me give me craft over him all day, even at six hundred more. Give me Kate Otten over him, probably. Oh, that's why I got tagged. Um, yeah, so and I don't have any I'm I'm not playing Mingo. I, I won't play Mingo. I don't know who if any other cheap guys if you got more, but uh JMO, I, I like that JMO call. He should be a stud too eventually, right? Like I know they were worried about him early on, but he seems to be coming around. And Curtis Samuel, the guy who just keeps producing every week that nobody plays and is is cheap. It's not hey, super you guys brought cheap. Him up last week. That was a good yeah. call. Um, all right, let's uh let's take it on over to tight end. All right, here we go. This is this is a guy that I like end up fading too much. Trey McBride. I mean, the guy is like just 
He's does he wear he wears eighty seven, right? Is that what he, any guy who wears eighty seven? He that's his number. Uh, I, I don't know. I kept I kept getting confused with him and Ertz early in the season. I thought Ertz was eighty seven. Yeah, McBride's eighty five. Eighty five. Okay, close close to eighty seven. <laughs> um. Anyway, he's just a ridiculous. He, it's he's like a wide receiver one. Uh, so Scott Barrett put out a tweet where, you know, since week eight, he's had 9.1 targets per game, uh, 28.3% target share, which is a wide receiver six, uh, 77.4 yards per game, uh, and averaging uh, 17.2 DK fantasy points per game since week eight. So, and, you know, so he's still underpriced here at his price tag of 5,700. The thing is, is that, He's rarely found the end zone. He found the end zone uh, in week eight for a touchdown, and he got in the end zone in uh, week 13 against Pitt. So if he continues on the way he's doing and he has one of those touchdown breakout games where he gets at least one, but if let's say he gets two tutties, he's going to absolutely nuke, nuke the slate. So he's chalk, but I'm still on board. I like him. I always like Cole Komet uh, in the, the reverse role. I love uh, Evan Ingram. It's a it's a great matchup, and if you look, uh, let me see here. I had it pulled up, but uh, Jacksonville. I mean, um, Tampa Bay against uh, against tight ends is is a really strong matchup. They've given up uh, five touchdowns to the, the tight end position on the season. They're uh, one, two, they're uh, top six in fantasy points per game allowed. So. Uh, and I mean, uh, bottom six really is what that means. Six most fantasy points per game allowed. So uh, I like him. I mentioned I liked Kraft. But Engram is – so Engram is probably going to be my number one just to get off, you know, get off a little bit of McBride. But I'll play McBride. I, I could even – I would be fine on a slate like this playing double tight end with like Engram and McBride because they're both really strong individual plays, I think. I'm all set with Chig. No, thank you. Jake Ferguson, I like. Um, and uh, Kraft and Otten are my cheapies. Someone like Laporta is going to go unowned, but I don't know. What are you thinking, uh, Noto? Yeah, you make a great case for McBride and just a couple more points. They are underdogs on the road. The weather's going to be good. And Chicago's allowed the third most fantasy points to tight end. So it kind of just sets up perfectly for McBride. I like Ingram quite a bit, as you mentioned. Then I like the other uh, tight end that game, Kate Otten. Uh, and we've talked about Baker being in a good spot, but we didn't even mention Mike Evans or you know Godwin really. So I think Otten's kind of the cheap way to get exposure to uh, to the Bucks in that game. Outside of that, uh, yeah, don't love don't love a lot. I did miss one. Bobby probably likes him and Joku. Yeah, I like in Joku just with the volume he's seeing. Um, especially from Flacco, like we've seen it. I, I, I definitely think he's very much in play. I would prefer McBride and just getting over on McBride, though. I think uh, McBride with the target share, I know, and Joe is getting targets as well. I just think McBride's the better player. I know that's tough to say after the weeks and Joe had, but I really like Trey McBride. Don't mind playing in, a, in an ownership. I don't mind paying the 6-4 for Laporta. I think that'll be differentiated in that game. I think people will go to Hawkinson. They'll go to all these Minnesota guys. They'll go to Amon Ra. 
I like Laporta. Like we've seen the ceiling constantly. So he's someone I'm interested in. Dalton Schultz is home. We haven't touched on 4,600 down a lot of weapons, this team. So for me, like Schultz at that price tag, if people are just going to fully go away, I can definitely um, get over on him uh, in larger field stuff. Both Atlanta wide Atlanta tight ends, I think, are in play. Johnny Smith at 2-9, Kyle Pitts at 4K. Chigo Conquo, I will not be playing. Um, and I like Tucker Craft at 3-7, too. I think he's interesting. Uh, Laporta wears 87. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, but yeah, Laporta's anybody who wears the Gronk number, I like look at, like, you know, I look at them closer, like this guy's gotta, gotta have it. Um, he's, he definitely has it. And they blitz yeah. when they blitz and they're going to blitz a ton, Minnesota, he's going to be the first read ahead of him on right. That's how it's kind of gone through the first 16 weeks. So, so. regarding Njoku, um, at the bottom of Scott Barrett's tweet that was McBride, he talked about Njoku, how since week seven, nine targets per game, 23% target share, um, 16.9 expected fantasy points per game, which would be the tight end one from that time. I mean, he, we've seen him break slates. He obviously has a, he, you know, Flacco's out there slinging it. So he's got massive target upside. He got 14 targets against the bears and uh, the Texans are top three in fantasy point or third worst fantasy points allowed to uh, the tight end. So this is a good matchup too. Um, so I think those, uh, other than that, I don't have any like super cheapy or anything. 2,700 or something. Got Let me see if I can dig something up. Is anything? Uh, no, I think that's good. I think we nailed it, the tight end pool. All right. Who's got the who? Which one of you holiday season? Who's got the defensive? Who wants to steal the defensive segment here? J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yeah, I'm on the Jets too. Jets are the defense. Thirty one hundred. Chalky Jets. Chalky no, Jets. No big deal. No big deal. No. I, so I'll give another one that I think is is quite interesting. I like the Vikings at two five um, versus Jared Goff. I know I wrote up Jared Goff, but small, as, small I dug in, if I, as I dug in, Jared Goff, he might he might be in some trouble this week. So the two the Vikings at two five are like a little bit. Yeah, anybody that brings pressure could could essentially get to him. So I like that. Um, what about a cheapy? You got to find a cheapy here. Uh, They're two five. That's a cheapy, right? There you go. Yeah, I got to find another cheapy here. Uh, pair the Panthers with Chuba. Panthers with Chuba. That's one for sure. Yeah. Green, Green Bay doesn't have anybody. I think they're min price over on Yahoo too. And uh, Washington D is going to be chalk on Yahoo. They're like just close to min price. Maybe I'll play Carolina instead. Um, yeah, I don't really have a DraftKings cheapy besides the, the, the Viking play that Bobby said. All right, stack time. I'm going to start it off so I can steal the easy, the low-hanging fruit here, and I don't have to get too crazy, and I'm going to give my Justin Fields to uh, DJ Moore. Stack right off the bat. Uh, Bring it it back with McBride. I mean, can it get much chalkier? (laughs) That was going to be my stack, too. But, uh, 
Yeah, I'm on board with that. Um, other than that, oh, my other one is that I've, I've already convinced myself now on the show is I'm going to do a double with Trevor Lawrence. Um, and hopefully that they just pick them apart through the passing game, which is what you should do against Jacksonville. So, I mean, against uh, Tampa Bay. So give me Lawrence, Ridley, Ingram, uh, and then run it back with either Mike Evans or Rashad White. And uh, those are my two. No doubt. Yep, Fields Moore, McBride, my favorite stack on the board. It will be chalky. And then for large field stuff, I like Flacco to Amari Cooper. Um, and I'll only bring it back if Nico ends up being out. If he is, I'll play some Noah Brown with that stick. Yeah, I like both of those. Fields is definitely my favorite small field. I'm going to go with Trevor Simeon, Garrett Wilson. Uh, you know, no one's gonna pick it. They didn't want to pick everything that everyone else said. I um, think it's going to be different. I think for larger field stuff, it's not the worst stack you could do on this slate. Or it could be. Yeah, that's well that's that's the point of GPPs though, right? That's the first point. Last. Either first or your last. Exactly. Yeah. Um all right. Is that a wrap? Nice quick little pot like we're 10 minutes early this week. Sounds nice. Give yeah. us a little more time to prepare for the festivities. What are we what are we eating on Christmas, boys? Uh, seafood, seafood and ham on Christmas Day. Yeah, What's I'm gonna be traveling around all the different families i'm not cooking anything so whatever uh whatever everyone else is cooking that's what I'll how do you for. like doing that is that tough doing to get to go all around and i, I like prefer that. that over hosting myself uh, i hosted thanksgiving and that was just a mess but uh yeah I, I like it i mean all my family lives pretty close together yeah nice well both you guys have a merry christmas happy holidays we'll be back before new year right yeah yeah so no need to do new year's but thank you to the listeners hope you have a merry christmas hope you uh have a happy holiday hope you take part in a lot of these slates that are going to be going on there's gonna be a lot of action a lot of uh a lot of missing missing family members in front of the tv sweating football and basketball when uh we're supposed to be doing something else but that's the way to do it uh, any final words for the people? No, no. No, enjoy, uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy Christmas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the kids get their presents. We get sports. You know, everybody gets a little bit of something. Uh, somebody win a GPP and tag us in a tweet. Huh? You know what I'm going to pull up while Bobby gives his final words? I'm going to pull up what I bet. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Hope you, Santa brings you some good stuff. Hopefully a GPP win. And like Nona said, if you get it. We helped you out. Shoot us a shoot us a tag and a tweet. Uh, all right, here's the Wongs for anyone who wants to do a Wong tease along with me. Uh, this is Saturday, so I, I'm. It's actually out of Wong, but still take. I'm, I got to. I have the Steelers plus nine with everybody, literally everybody. I have them with the Bills tease. I have them with uh, um, the Colts. Teased. I have them with the Jags. I have them with the Cowboys. So, uh, and I do like the Denver Broncos against the the Pats to, to tease. So, those are my plays. And uh, I got I got Wong's all those games every which way. So I'm hoping hoping the, the points come in handy for me this week. But all right, this has been the 
RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast, Week 16, Holiday-ish Edition. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>